0: On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This This is Newstalk. And we really do love a GAA controversy here in Ireland. The front of four newspapers this morning, leading with Parky Queeve, the Irish Daily Star, Clangers, and Cash is the headline, The Irish Daily Mirror, Rebels Yell, The Irish Sun, Field of Screams. This is about people shouting uh, and jumping up and down about Parky Cueve. So it's screaming and yelling is on some of the papers and a more civilised headline on the front of the Irish Examiner, Talks to Rename Park Ongoing. This is the news that a proposal to rename Parky Queeve has been paused for further talks after a public backlash over plans to rebrand it as Super Value Park. So we had this county board meeting last night, we should say, behind closed doors, And basically, delegates told the Cork GA executive that a compromise has to be reached to retain the Parky Queeve name in any deal with the supermarket giant. I was listening to the hard shoulder here on News Talk last night, a debate on this, and uh, some suggestion that the compromise would be that it would be Super Value Parky Queeve or Parky Queeve Super Value or something like that. Uh, Super Value was not agreeable to Parky Queeve being retained in the new stadium title during initial negotiations with. Cork GA, the Irish Examiner, understands, but there's a new statement by Cork GA to say that negotiations are ongoing between it and Supervalue over the renaming of it. So uh, we'll see what happens with it. Other people saying it's only really the media that use these names. Like if you take uh, Kingspan, Breffany Park, in Cavan. Locals in Cavan wouldn't, norm, I don't know, would they normally say it? I don't think they would. Kingspan Breffany it would just be Breffney Park. Or in Carlow, would they say Netwatch Dr Cullen Park or would they just say Dr Cullen? Um, so maybe it's something to do with the media exposure, but that's why brands want to be associated with stadiums is because the name will be mentioned in the news. Anyway, paused at the moment and uh, lots more debate to come on that. The Irish Examiner, also on the front page, says that the prison system is battling a worsening overcrowding problem with the number of people in jail near its highest ever level. So yesterday, there were 4,748 people in custody, just one off the record, which was set last July, and experts fear the number could hit around (coughs) 5,000 by the middle of the year. Uh, We do have the opening last October of two accommodation blocks in Limerick Prison with the male and female prisons there now overflowing with inmates. So the warning is basically that it's going to worsen. The Penal Reform Trust says the over-reliance on imprisonment in the courts means the increase in prisoner population was predictable and it will continue to get worse. The Irish Independent on the front page has a photograph of Dermot Bannon. Bannon built RTE Room to Improve Dream Home without planning permission. This is a home on room to improve, was built without the necessary planning permission. The Irish Independent can reveal how a decision on permission for the upstairs room and window of the house facing the Rock of Cashel was made just 72 hours before the show aired. The other main story on the front of the Irish Independent is about home insurance. And uh, obviously, predictably, the uh, premiums are going to rise at up to twice the general rate of inflation, House insurance was up 9% in the year, which is almost twice the general level of inflation. Cost of motor insurance up again last month and the cost of health insurance is up and the cost of travel insurance is up. So everything is up, basically. The Irish Times, 10 areas taking most refugees to get supports. Uh, These are the 10 areas in Ireland under the most pressure due to the arrivals of refugees. They will be provided with a special package of supports that could see extra resources given for health education and policing. Excuse me. Obviously a lot of concern in government about the uh, debate on refugees and uh, accommodation centres at the moment. Uh, So the government departments have been asked to compile a list of what extra supports could be given to those 10 areas. The front of the Irish uh, Times has a photograph of local women dropping off toys showing compassion, they say, to the families and children uh, in Roscray. So they say their protest isn't about the people coming here. We have the utmost sympathy for them. The Irish Daily Mail coalition fears of a council revolt on refugees. The government is worried that there's going to be a revolt by county councils over the country's immigration policy, and that could become contagious ahead of the local elections. This is after the news that Mayo County Council passed a motion calling on its staff to cease working with Minister Roderick O'Gorman's department until an agreed strategy is put in place on housing refugees. Inside the papers, back to sport. So obviously we have the controversy over naming Parky Cueve. There's always the controversy over GAA Go and in general sporting events that you have to pay to watch here in Ireland. The examiner says that the government is looking at adding 14 sporting events across soccer, rugby and GAA on the designated free-to-air list. And this time round... They're looking at nine women's events to achieve equivalence for women's sport under plans to expand free to air. So, what they're looking at making free to air is the quarter and semi finals of the All Ireland Senior Football and Senior Hurling Championships, the finals of the Senior Football and Hurling Provincial Championships, the quarter and semi finals of the Camogie Championship, the finals of the Provincial Camogie Championship, the quarter and semi finals of the All Ireland Senior Ladies Football Championship, the finals of the Ladies' Provincial Football Championship, Ireland's games in the Nations League, men and women, and also Ireland's qualifying games for the Women's World Cup. There's a whole host of them there, 14 new events, which could be added as free to air. Elsewhere in the papers, they're talking in the Daily Telegraph this morning about TV on Saturday night. I don't know where you in or out on Saturday night. Lots on the telly, but the problem is that... Uh, Primetime TV, obviously Saturday night. The BBC and ITV have been pulled into a sexism row after 10 men but no women hosted primetime shows on Saturday night. BBC One and ITV, uh, their shows included The Weakest Thing, Wheel of Fortune and Gladiators. They included no female presenters. Then on The Masked Singer, Davina McCall was the only female panellist. And also you have... um, presenters like Joel Domit and Anton Deck. Earlier in the week uh, Sandy Toxvig who's the former Great British Bake Off host said that there weren't enough women hosting TV chat and game shows and now they're looking at this controversy here. The only female presence on Saturday night on ITV or BBC was Davina McCall. Uh, I watched a bit of Saturday Night TV. I watched Gladiators which is back on BBC One. Uh, it's very good. Wouldn't be mad about the presenters though. Bradley Walsh and his son, can't remember his name, um, But anyway, basically the son, not the best presenter in the world. But anyway, that's how you get the work if your father is big on TV. Elsewhere, staying with gender in the Daily Telegraph, they have a survey from Spain which shows that nearly half of all Spanish men say feminism has now gone too far and that the men themselves are now discriminated against, which is interesting in itself. What's even more interesting, though, is that nearly a third of women agree with them that feminism has gone too far and men in Spain are discriminated against. 44% of men there agreed that society had come so far in promoting women's equality that men are now being discriminated against. And final story comes from the Star. It's about dunking your biscuits and scientists have revealed the perfect formula for dunking. Uh, and really what they're saying is you should dunk for less than one second. So rich tea, hobnobs and digestives, the most popular for dunking, but you should do it for less than a second. An experiment has been uh, carried out and uh, trying to find out how long you should submerge biscuits in hot drinks for and when they reach the danger zone, when the biscuit falls into your tea or your coffee. And she found, this is Dr. Helen Pilcher, that the average biscuit should absorb 20% of its original weight in liquid for the optimal dunking experience Chocolate digestives and hobnobs can be dunked for just over three seconds to reach this point. However, it takes a mere five to seven seconds respectively for fruit shortcakes and ginger nuts to reach the danger zone when they break off. You can read more about that in uh, The Star this morning, but basically three sorry, 0.3 seconds for a ginger nut and uh, for a digestive 0.4 seconds they're all really under one second apart from a milk chocolate hobnob which you can dunk for three seconds Those are the stories making the headlines in the papers On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This is Newstalk